Hello and welcome to Ken Drew's Real Dirt Radio. I'm so glad that you could join us. Today we're going to talk about the grandmother of all horticultural events, the Philadelphia Flower Show. My guest is Sam Lemhenny, Pennsylvania Horticultural Society's Chief of Shows and Events. And Sam, uh, welcome to Ken Drew's Real Dirt. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Now, I know that you were at Disney World for several years. When did you join PHS, the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society? I joined the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society back in 2003. It was my first time that I started working here, and that was back when Ed Lindemann was still the designer of the show. And mm-hmm. I was able to work with him for about a year before I actually took over, um, and he retired. I remember. Uh, the Philly show is the largest in the country. And first of all, what are the dates of the 2016 show? Yeah, this year's show starts on March 5th is the first day and runs all the way through um, the 13th. I'd love to. Uh, and uh, what's the I know square footage doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but we're uh, <laughs> we I wanted to say big, you know. <laughs> This it's is big. big. Yeah, it's, we're our main. The main show floor alone is three hundred thousand square feet. Unbelievable. So you could probably fit in here roughly about eight football fields, maybe nine football fields in this building. But we won't be doing that. <laughs> not today. No. And lots, lots of gardens, but not football. Fields. Lots of gardens. Yeah, I want. You're going to talk about lots of gardens. <laughs> uh, I want to hear a little bit of the history of the show. Do you know when the first show was? Yeah, the first show started um, back in 1829. So we've been been having shows in Philadelphia. It's a longstanding tradition uh, from over 180 years. So we've been here for a while. So it's it's great first in horticulture. The very first show actually showcased the poinsettia to the public for the very first time, as well as the bird of paradise at that very first show. And we've had a number of, you know, new and innovative plants that have been released at the flower show and showed to the public for the first time. And designers that have come to, you know, the U.S. for the first time that they've never been before that have designed gardens on our show floor. So we have a a long history of, of showcasing plants and getting people excited about horticulture and design and landscape design. You know, when I thought about the idea of the first show, I pictured something like more like a farm show where people exhibit their biggest pumpkin or something. But it sounds like it was a winter show. Yeah, it actually was more plant related. Um, a lot of the members back then um, had had um, their own greenhouses and were able to maintain and grow plants all throughout the season. And so when they had the very first flower show, if you've been to our show recently and you've gone through the horticourt and you see all the specimen plants that we have on display in the horticourt, um, that's that's what you can think of on a smaller scale was the very first flower show. People just brought in, the members brought in different plant materials from their collections that the public had never seen before and put them on display. So yeah, it definitely was not a farm show. It was it was definitely more a horticulture show and a plant show than it, than it was a farm show. Uh, my mouth is watering. I want to go back. <laughs> I want to go yeah. back to when a small group of visitors came and were very well behaved. <laughs> and uh, now this year, how many how many visitors are expected at the show? Um, we uh, are estimating about two hundred and fifty thousand people that will come through in the ten days of the show. So I hope people are getting an idea of the scale of the show and the number of people and. It's an incredibly popular event, and it may, it reminds me of 
the flower shows around the country, many of which are gone. Uh, yes. There's just there's nothing like it, but also there's nothing as popular as the Philadelphia Flower Show. We could talk for four hours about why that is, but do you have a like a nutshell idea of why you, I, you consistently I, and continue I to be think, so popular? Yeah, I think the the area that we are are located right in Philadelphia is. Um, one of the, it's not the, and I, I like to say that it's the garden capital of the world. It's the horticultural capital of this United, of the United States. Anyway, um, there's more gardens in this area. More people are interested in horticulture in this area. Um, and we also can draw people from Boston, from New York, all the way down to Baltimore and, and DC. So we're right on that corridor, um, uh, the 95 corridor that will allow people to drive here within an, in a couple of hours, spend a day at the show, and then be able to drive home as well. So we're very lucky where we're located. Um, we also are very lucky with the um, the horticulture knowledge and the horticulture interest that's in this area, um, and is very well supported throughout the year, like the gardens that are all the time, like Longwood and Chanticleer and um, all the other gardens that are around this area that are very well supported by the by the folks that live in this area. And so I think that's that's what it is. I think the scale also has a has a big attraction to it, as well as the entertainment feature. Mm-hmm. It's not just plants that you come and see. There's a whole entertainment factor of the flower show and that sense of wow and wonder of coming out of out of the out of winter and coming into a convention center and see the gray floor turn into this beautiful garden and with plants and flowers that you've been dreaming of in the winter doldrums and now you're they're almost here but not quite and you come to the flower show and you get a taste of the sneak peek of spring um when when everything is in bloom so i think there's are just a number a couple of reasons yeah. why why we're so successful and why we're so popular i i call your area the hotbed of horticulture okay well i'll take that <laughs> that's a good that's a good description as well too uh, uh you the last thing you mentioned i think is a, a, another well a big thing People are sick of winter, it's gray, and they're desperate for spring, and they're desperate for the humidity, and they're desperate for the smells, and uh, yeah. the show just offers so much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a feast for your senses when you come into this building, and not only do you smell the, the beautiful flowers when you come in and all the great fragrances, but you, you get that burst of oxygen from all the plants. Yeah, um, really. Ha- having all that photosynthesis, and you get that burst of, you get some energy when you come in. And um, the sights and the sounds um, also um, are a part of it as well. So it really is a, a feast for your senses when you walk through and see all the great landscape designs and floral designs that are bringing to life. I think education, people still love to learn about horticulture and what's the newest ideas and trends. And we have a lot of studios and a lot of people that are giving great talks and, and, and ideas at our different studios throughout. So you can actually, not only are you entertained, but you're also learning about horticulture. And, and uh, I think that's a big part of our show that, that many people, think, I think, take for granted and um, don't experience as much as they should when they come to our show. But bring a notebook. There's lots of ideas here that mm-hmm. you can get from and some of the top horticulturists and gardeners and, and landscape designers in, in the country. Um, are here to give you that information. Well, it's easy to spend four hours at the show, that's for sure, or longer. Yeah, our visitors typically, yeah, the average visit's about four to six hours, actually. So you're right on, you're hit the, right on the nail on the head. I'm not surprised. So each year you have a theme, and I, and yeah. over the years some of the themes have been a little stretched. <laughs> <laughs> but I like this year's theme. Tell me about this year's theme. 
So this year's theme, the title of the show is Explore America. It's a partnership with the National Park Service, which is celebrating their 100th anniversary, their centennial this year in 2016. So this started a couple of years ago when we were having a conversation with the folks here at Independence. Cindy McLeod, who's the superintendent here at Independence, was talking to us about the um, 100th anniversary of the National Park Service and all the different fun plans that they had. And they were asking whether or not we would be interested in doing an exhibit on the show floor. And that grew, that conversation grew and grew and grew until we decided, you know what, this, this has legs and has enough, I think, to be an entire theme for the show. Mm-hmm. So we went back to them and talked to them and said, you know, we're interested in doing something with you, but we want it to be the whole theme. We want each of our designers to pick a different national park, which they have and design a garden and be inspired by, by that national park. So you're going to see um, all of our major exhibits total about 35 this year, and they will have um, a different national park be their inspiration. And then our competitive classes or our design gallery will also have national parks that will be the inspiration for their exhibits. So um, we're very excited about showing the breadth and the diversity of the National Park Service. So you're not only going to see the the natural beauty parks, which everybody I think relates to, such as Yellowstone, Yosemite, or Grand Canyon. But you're also going to see a number of the, the cultural and the historical parks that are part of the National Park Service as well. And so think of Lincoln's boyhood home and the vegetables that he might have grown as a child. Um, think of, of arches, and you think of Cape Cod National Seashore. Um, so just get a great variety and diversity. I think this show is going to be more diverse than I've ever seen it before yeah. from a plant material standpoint. We have... Hawaii National, Hawaii Volcano National Park, all the way to Cape Cod National Seashore, and I think everything in between. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be pretty amazing. Well, people don't realize that there's some 400 treasures uh, from across the country that are part of the natural, uh, yes. the National Park Service. So yeah, 409 to be exact. Well, 409. <laughs> I stand started, corrected. <laughs> when we started talking about this, the um, it was 406 national parks, and every time I do a presentation, I have to call over and say, oh, where are we now? Are we up to, and now we're up to 409, believe That's it or great. not. That's why I know. I'm speaking with Sam Lemhenny. He's the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society's Chief of Shows and Events. So take me into the show. Uh, what would I see when I enter? And I'm asking you that because the entrance is always spectacular. Uh, but well, thank you. you you walk into the entrance and then the first display. We had um, a lot of conversations about our entrance garden this year and what we could do. And could we do a Mount Rushmore? Or could we do an old faithful? Or could we do, you know, a giant volcano? And could we do different things? And every time we started going down that path of recreating something from a national park, it always seemed to be a miniature version of it. You could never get the grand vistas and the grand scale of some of these these parks that you just are just are just amazing about them. So we started going down a different path, and we knew we were going to have all the exhibitors pick a different national park. And what was the beginning of a journey, and what's that sort of um, typical or the most you know, loved start to your journey to a national park? And it's walking into a grand lodge, and that's what we're going to have when you first walk into the building this year. It's called Big Timber Lodge. You're going to walk through a, a large portico chair out front that's completely decorated in these floral totems. And we went back to the Native Americans because we know that, you know, that was their land and they were here first. And we wanted to take inspiration from some of the, the, the cultural pieces and, and, and the beauty pieces of their, of their cultures and bring them together in a floral. So we're using totem poles, but we're making them all out of flowers. 
um, and that will be lining the front entrance in, in this grand garden that you see when you first walk in. You walk through a portico share and into this giant open air pavilion, and these large roof panels will be hanging over your head to make you feel like you're enclosed, completely surrounded in gardens with these large evergreens, these huge white birch trees, lots of blues, lots of oranges, lots of yellows, um, and whites that you'll see um, from the from the plants and the flowers that we'll have. Um, and these large roof panels will be projection screens. And we're going to be doing these projections to show as much of the park system as we can on these screens. Because we couldn't show every park, all 409 parks on the main show floor, it's just impossible. So we use these roof panels as projection screens, and we're going to do these um, great mashups of parks from, we have ones called the Day in the Life. So you're going to see sunrises all the way through to sunset and into the evening. And it's a five to ten minute uh, show that will bring to life these amazing scenes and these amazing vistas of the park system that you'll see on 15 foot tall by 20 foot wide high definition projection screens. My and mouth is open. Your, <laughs> yeah, that will be your first first experience into the show. And then once you go through the lodge and experience that, um, then we send you off on your journey and on your exploration and your adventure to discover all the parks that we have in on the show floor. It sounds like there's going to be quite a, a jam, a traffic jam <laughs> at the no, entrance. No, no, it's big. The entrance garden, it's alone, it's 60 feet in diameter. So there's lots of room for people. We did that on purpose because we knew people would stay um, and, and linger a little bit and enjoy the garden and enjoy that lodge feel. And then they can expand out. And there's about five different exits out of that out of that area too. So no, no jam in there. No, we're not going to have any traffic problems in there at all. I think we'll be be fine from a traffic flow. Remember, I came from Disney, so we move a lot of people around. I know how to do that. <laughs> very, very good. Um, one of my favorite parts, and you mentioned this in it, just in passing in the when we start talking, is the Hamilton Horticourt, where thousands of perfectly grown plants are in competition yeah. for blue ribbons. And it, tell us a little bit about the that aspect of the show uh, and all, what I think are called classes, right? They are, yeah. We call the categories, the different types of categories that we have on that show floor are called classes. And um, we have uh, a, a number of different classes or categories of plants, everything from orchids to bulbs to house plants to tropicals to orchids and to succulents and cactus um, are all brought to life. And by people who are non-professionals, this the horticort, everybody thinks that these are professional growers showcasing plants and flowers um, in our horticort, but it really is, these are people that do it because they love plants and they love flowers and they do it all year round. And a lot of them grow these plants specifically to enter into the flower show. And it is a big competition. These people are competing against each other. So the best orchids are being judged against each other. The best cactus are being judged against each other. The best succulents are being judged against each other. Um, and the best bulbs are being judged against each other and, and, cut, and, and vying for that coveted blue ribbon from the Philadelphia Flower Show that they can, they can attach to that plant. It's almost like the dog shows of, <laughs> of, yeah. the, plant, of the plant world here. Uh, but we have over 5,000 plants that are on display throughout the week, and they change over throughout the week. Um, so not all 5,000 are on display at one time. So you can come back different times during the show and see different plants in the horticort because we change them out three times during the show. You're I'm not asking you any questions because you're answering them. <laughs> I was going to say, how many times do you, do you swap them out? And you t you told me. So yep, you, you've you been a flower show judge yourself, haven't you? 
I have. I've judged different flower shows all over the, the world, actually. I've been to Japan, um, been to Singapore, um, been to the U.K., and uh, have judged a number of flower shows. From a landscape design standpoint, is typically what I, what I normally judge. Can you tell me what that experience is like and the things that you look for? Is it always a predetermined list of, uh, I'm, I'm going to, there's no point in my guessing. Here we go again. <laughs> I'm trying to lead the witness. You know, I'm right, sure okay. it's condition and labeling and things like that. But tell me what it's like to be a judge, at, maybe at the horticourt. Oh, in the horticourt? Yeah, yeah but that, actually you can tell me. Tell me about so, so from a judge standpoint, what I like to see is, um, I think the biggest thing that I, I look for is uniqueness. Um, I've seen a lot of gardens and a lot of designs out there, and, and um, I love to see something unique and different. And so that's really when somebody is, uses their creativity to build something out of materials that you're just not thinking that that would ever be built out of that. So, Or if you're designing in, in a way that is, is sort of different and curvilinear and, and, and sort of goes against sort of the grain in your typical formal garden, right? I like to see something that's different and unique. And, and I pick judges too for our show that think that way as well, because I really want to push the envelope with our designers and showcasing things that, you know, you want people to get excited about our show and excited about the landscape gardens and the floral gardens. And, you know, you, if you're showing them the same thing over and over again, or things that they've seen on TV or things that they've seen on the internet, you know, that's, that's, not going to keep people coming back you want to give them something unique and different and so that's why i that's how i judge and that's how i give more of my points to you certainly looking at the plant quality um making sure that all the plants are, are gorgeous and are in, in the right, right right shape um and then you're also looking at plants placement you're looking at scale all the, your, your sort of design um criteria that you always think about and you always put those that you learned in, in, the, in your very first design class but i always Put a lot of attention to what's unique about this display and what have I never seen before and how is it how is it being used and is it being used well when people come to be judges what what's the process what do they have to go through are they invited to be become judges first they, of all? Are, they are all invited yes and we, we look at their their criteria um, basically if they've judged before um, and their experience level um, in the industry that you know I want people that aren't you know, who have some good worldly experience and they've not just seen shows in this area, but I've seen shows all over um, and we, that are experts in their field and, and have been been deemed experts in their field. And so that's how we look for that. And we invite them every year. Um, there is a small training that we put them through. So that, you know, but for the most part, when these folks come to the Philadelphia Flower Show, these are experienced judges and have judged at different places. And this is the first first experience that they've ever had. So um, that's what we go with when we when we bring our judges in. We have um, some unique folks coming to the show this year, and I really wanted that are designing some of our or judging some of our floral exhibits. We have our um, a representative from the Tournament of Roses Parade. Um, the president of the Tournament of Roses Parade is actually coming to help us judge. So you can imagine the experience that 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 Bill has when he's coming to judge from the Tournament of Roses, um, mm. looking at some unique floral displays. And then I also have. Um, uh, Gene McFadden, who used to produce the Macy's Parade um, for for 25 years, she's retired now, but she's she's pretty much an expert in entertainment and and and, and knows knows creativity uh, at its core. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to having them on the show floor and adding their their take on it, and then certainly pairing them up with experts in landscape design and floral design. 
um, as well. So we usually have a pair of three or, or a trio of, of, of three judges that go around so that there's not just one one person judging everything. It's just actually three, and they have to have come to a consensus on, on, on what's happening on that show floor. Wow. So I, I'm interested in this because it's it's a mystery to most people. So if you can just uh, now you've talked about the uniqueness of the display of the design. Uh, if you just tell me some of the other things that they would be looking for or at. Right. So we, we put together our own judging criteria. Our exhibitors see that, so they know that before they even start designing their garden. And then the judges will see it before they get here as well. So I love the wow factor. My, my sense of, of how, do we, um, how do I get the exhibitor to design something so that the visitor is reaching for their camera and, get, and needs to take a picture of it. So that's sort of the wow factor. And it's the color Everybody loves to see color at the flower show. So I put a couple of points in there that make sure that people have, have color in their exhibit. And color is unique and could be very different. You know what I mean? It doesn't all have to be a, a rainbow of color. It could be the use of one color in a very unique and different way, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So use of color is, is, is definitely important there. And then you have, um, obviously, all your design elements. You have scale and height and, and, and all the different things that go into designing um, in your in your design criteria um, or design qualities, um, and then I have world class horticulture is another category that I have in here with a number of different things for them to look at, making sure the plants are all forced properly and in good condition. There's no insects, there's no wilting, there's no so that people are are seeing great horticulture when they come to the show as well. So those are sort of the criteria that I that I've put together and worked with our teams to make sure that our Designers know that before they even start designing, and then the judges are design are judging to that. Uh, what about labeling? Is is that something that uh, is also important, or how how do you deal Absolutely. with that? Absolutely, yep. I, I definitely forgot to mention that. That falls under the world class horticulture. I want to make sure that um, all the plants that are on on the show floor have labels and are properly labeled from a horticulture standpoint. You're not going to find any 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 common names on our labels. We use all botanical names so that you know exactly which plant you're looking at and uh, that you can take notes and, and get inspired by by the plants that you see and hopefully go out and try to add them to your garden. Right, but I've seen some remarkable books come out in the last year. Uh, and I'm thinking, is, is are we due for a renaissance? Is this going to happen? Because, you know, gardening was so big 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, right. And it comes and it goes depending on the age of the public and what they're interested in. And then people got all distracted with their phones. You, you hope so, Ken. You really do. I, I, as a person who certainly loves technology and uses technology to, to my advantage and, and, and helps me in my daily life, I still want to get outside. You just can't beat that. No phone, no computer. No TV can replace going out and breathing great fresh air and experiencing nature and experiencing gardens. It's just, I, I hope that it, it definitely um, is something that is going to come back. So hopefully we're on the cycle of that uptick and that upscale of, of horticulture and people getting more, more interested in gardening and more interested in, in plants and, and bringing them into the garden. It's such a great stress reliever, too. You know, every day we talk about my friends are, that aren't gardeners are talking about how stressful their days are. And, you know, so much, so many things that the kids are doing, and so many things that you know you have on your schedule and on your plant, on your palate. Just to get out in the garden and garden a little bit is just such a stress reliever for me, and it, I, I encourage everybody to do it because it's, 
um, it's really just a fun fun time for you to to get out and and just be in nature. And if you can't <laughs> wait for that, yeah, come, come to, to the, the flower, exactly. to the Philadelphia Flower Show. <laughs> I've been speaking with Sam Lemony, L-E-M-A-T-N-E-Y, and we've been talking about the Philadelphia Flower Show, the biggest and one of the oldest flower shows in America, and something that really does celebrate horticulture and this year celebrating the National Park Service. And thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, we'll hopefully see all your your listeners um, at the flower show. We will love to host them. If you've never been to the Philadelphia Flower Show, it's something that, put it on your bucket list. This is something that you should do at least once in your life. And it's an extravaganza, and it's often very crowded. And here's a tip. Go in the early evening. Go around 5 o'clock after the early crowds go home and before some of the night people come, <laughs> and you'll really enjoy the show. Join me again next week for another edition of Ken Drew's Real Dirt Radio. 